Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. This one is probably a little bit different today. Um, today, filming this one on a Saturday. Um, if you guys listen to it this week, it's after me just coming out of hospital. So I've been in hospital a couple of days ago um, for my mental health once again, and I've had a few days off social media and stuff like that. And so I thought I'll just do a, I don't know, I guess a bit of a life update kind of podcast, something I've never done before or all my podcasts are very much, you know, education based and nutrition training and stuff like that majority of the time. But I thought I'd kind of just, I know, just chat about kind of where I'm at with things and, some of the issues I'm struggling with at the moment, I've um shared a tiny bit on social media about some of the stuff, but not much, and and I'm just not really up for kind of writing about stuff when you're not feeling the best. And right now, I'm I'm not feeling very good in in a variety of ways and stuff like that. So it's quite hard to. And I go and post and whatnot at the moment. And yeah, so often, you know, people, often people, you know, talk about mental health problems they've had or struggles they've had in life, you know, later after they've kind of defeated that problem or, you know, I read a lot of books, a lot of books from successful people. I find it motivating to hear people's stories and stuff like that. But a common trait that books have about successful people are they're written after the person's become very successful. And what's cool is that you learn of the people's struggles. You know, majority of people are very successful in life have had lots of downs along their way, lots of, it's not always just been wins. But the thing is, is that you don't really hear about those losses or those down periods in a person's life until someone's really, really successful and then they talk about it. I find not many people are too open about their problems until they've, you know, overcome that kind of problem. And I think for me, that's always kind of a disappointing way to look at the world. It's like, well, I'll acknowledge that something's not going well or I have a problem only after I've defeated it or only after I've solved it. And it's not that relatable for someone like myself, I find when I read books and learn from people. And I always think, well, that's great that, you know, you've done awesome things and, you know, you've beat your issues, but, you know, it would have been cool to hear you, you know, when things weren't going as well. But that's something people don't normally do. And for me, I always want to kind of share, you know, my wins in life. You know, I like to talk about things going well. I love to, you know, I love to share that, you know, thousands of people use my programs because it's something I'm just so proud of. And I feel like so often in life these days, we're told to not be proud of ourselves and not share our wins. And I think that's just 
just so disappointing because we should all acknowledge our wins in life. You know, you should be proud of yourself. And you know, for me, you know, not coming from much to actually have so many people want to use my programs, it's such a such a feeling of pride within myself and and happiness that I can help people and just have people actually want to use my methods. So I always talk about that, but life's not always just about wins. And so if you're going to talk about your wins, you need to balance it out with talking about your losses and periods that aren't so glamorous. And that's my issue of so much with life and social media is that so often you see people who talk about their wins over and over and over. And then when things go bad, you don't hear from them. You only hear from them again when things are good so, yeah, so I guess today's kind of just chatting about, you know, a bit of a life update and where I'm at and what's been going on. Um, I'm sure if anyone's followed me for a reasonable period of time, you probably know that, you know, I've had tremendous struggles with my mental health over the years. And at the moment, I've been in quite a lot of pain and stuff like that and it's kind of got to a level where it's been pretty hard to be around each day and wanting to be here and stuff like that and yeah I know I don't think a lot of the time people quite comprehend you know when you say you don't feel well a lot of people are used to being you know thinking, oh, you know, I had a bad day, you know, I had a fight with my partner or I didn't get that job promotion or something like that. And it makes you feel shit or even, you know, if you're in a depressed state from an event, like you had a breakup and so you feel depressed for a few weeks. That all hurts and stuff. It's all frustrating and it's painful, but it's not quite, you know, something that's necessarily going to be a level which is stays with you and debilitates you and makes you question if you want to be alive and whatnot you know so for me lately I've just been in a sense of I guess just in a lot of pain in many aspects and it gets really hard when you just feel really defeated from that pain you know there's nowhere you can turn to and everything you kind of look to do to escape it's also kind of causing you issues and you just kind of get swallowed by those bad thoughts and it really consumes you and you can't really see a way out and for me um I went to hospital a couple of days ago and it's been something that's happened a lot over the years for me. You know, I'm 34. I first went to hospital for my mental health when I was thinking I was about 16 or 17. So it's been a long journey for me. It's not something, oh, you know, an overnight thing of it's just been a forever struggle for me. And, you know, so I guess I got a lot of questions people ask me and stuff like that. So it's like, well, why do you go to hospital? And, the reason why someone like myself goes to hospital is pretty simple. It's so you don't hurt yourself. And sometimes hospital is the only place you can really go where you can be safe from yourself, which is sounds pretty brutal, but it's the truth. And, and, you know, that's so why it's why, you know, I have to go to hospital and stuff like that at times. And yeah, it's a, 
how how would you have to feel to be in that place? I can tell you it's not very nice. It's 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 a bottom of the bottom in how you could feel, you know. So that's why I go to hospital and stuff like that. So I think this is the second time I've been this year and yeah, it's something that sometimes happens and and yeah, it is what it is. And, you know, I guess that's the answer to why do you go to hospital for someone like myself? You know, you go there and they, you know, you talk to more like a psychiatric, psychiatric ward and stuff like that to make sure, you know, you're okay and assess kind of the threat and stuff like that. So that's kind of, you know, you go to hospital and then it's always a sense of, all right, cool. Where are we at? You know, do I stay there? Do I stay there for a bit of time or can I go home and stuff like that? And so, yeah, so I went home on Thursday and I've just been kind of chilling, trying to feel a bit better. And, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Another question I get a lot is kind of, you know, what's, what's the reason, you know, what's the diagnosis and why do I go and, you know, why does why does someone who you know has a good business and has a great partner and stuff like that why why should I feel like something's wrong you know I always get a lot of pretty insulting messages and stuff like that where people tell me well why don't you just be happy or have you tried being positive it's like yes yes I have um so yeah, so I guess I from a diagnosis point standpoint, I've been diagnosed with many things over the years, but the the overwhelming one that these days I have been said to have from is borderline personality dis- disorder. Um so basically it's a personality disorder and I guess the primary feature is it's a, I guess, a impaired ability to kind of regulate your emotions. So if you kind of feel, you had a person who normally, you know, you feel different things throughout the day, you know, some things go well, some things don't go so well. And, you know, you feel a little bit happy from something and then something doesn't go to plan. And you're like, oh, that's a bit frustrating. I feel a bit frustrated, you know, but it's not the end of the world. And the, you know, the the pain scale from something not going wrong is you know pretty pretty mild but obviously if something goes terribly wrong in your life it's going to be a really high pain scale of frustration and anger or sadness and stuff like that but it has to be quite severe for you to feel that but for for me it throughout the day it's just constant you know up and down and it's not like a a mild a little bit up or a little bit down it's a dramatic um, kind of fluctuations between feeling good or feeling horrendous. And that's kind of, I guess, the real trait of um, borderline personality disorder. It's it's a very much like a roller coaster throughout the day. And it's just hard to kind of control, especially the bad periods when you're not feeling good. And, and for me, <laughs> when you're obviously trying to do a lot in life and you're trying to, you know, run businesses and post on social media and run multiple businesses and invest in multiple asset classes and do all these things. And 
the more I try to do in life to try and better my life, the more you do, the more it opens you up to potential problems. You know, if you're just trying to do one thing in life, then you're limited to probably a couple of problems in that one thing. But if you're trying to do 10 things, you know, there could be three, four problems, you know, for each thing you're doing and you're doing 10 things, there's 30, 40 problems that you can encounter each day. And so it's a, it's one of those things where if you're trying to do a lot, that's great, but it can also come at a cost, especially for someone like myself. And then it's when you're, you're encountering a lot of issues and a lot of problems and things aren't always going well. And one thing kind of being you down, then you turn to another part of your life and it beats you down again. And it, it starts to get really hard and it starts to, you start to really feel the weight of the world and a sense of, you know, can I, you know, get through this as it, it all comes too much. And, you know, if you're constantly just feeling like a, you're getting hit by the world and things aren't going well and they're really painful just over and over and over and your, your mindset's a little bit different to the most of the world, it's, it's quite hard, you know. So another kind of trait of borderline personality disorder is a sense of kind of feeling quite alone in the world, like you don't really fit in. And that's always been something for me. You know, I've always felt tremendous loneliness throughout my life. And, you know, I don't have many friends and never really had many friend groups and stuff like that just because I just really struggle to feel like I fit in. And that's why if you follow me, you probably see, you know, my love of animals and stuff like that. They just make me feel good and I feel calm and I feel much closer I guess, to animals. And that's why I'm always around them. And the thing though is obviously with what I do in life and social media, it's going quite against kind of, you know, my, my personal feelings and needs. Like for me, it's it, think of it like if you're, if you're someone who struggles to handle many friends and socialize and stuff like that and feel you know feels more comfortable hanging out with animals just imagine though that then all that is fine but if your job entails you being on social media for the world to see and you need to be constantly every single day being you know out there putting yourself out there to all these people and and all these things, and you're trying to do all these things, and which also relies on you know communicating and networking. It's it's quite hard because it goes against kind of, I guess, your deeper personality, your deeper kind of needs and values of kind of what you would probably do. And so that's why I find social media very hard, and you know the 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 sense that you need to post all the time, and you always need to be on and stuff like that. And it's just you know you can work for. 10, 12 hours a day and then still need to post and answer stories. And, you know, like something I think a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, I've only got a couple team members and only one who's full-time, you know, majority of fitness businesses, which are, I guess my size often has 10, 20 staff members. So I'm doing majority of things by myself and that's why as well, I get really burnt out, but that's, I do it because, you know, I have a, it's quite hard for me because I'm so, 
I just wanted things to be done well and done things my way and, and done in a way that I believe in and done in a way that's me and not anything else. So it's quite hard to take people on in lots of different aspects of business when you just want it to be done in a way that, you know, you're proud of and can assure that's going to be quality and deliver on what people are investing their money into. So that's why often it's quite hard, you know, again, so I'm running so many different sides of multiple businesses and, you know, I read a lot and I read to help try and help things calm me and stuff like that. Cause I love learning and I find learning really motivating and, and things like that. So I guess, I guess the whole point of all this is that it just sometimes, you know, things kind of build up and build up and build up. And the last, last few weeks, it's just been accumulating the stress and, you know, I've noticed I get more, I struggle to really settle down and I, you know, my brain is just constantly going and going and going. And for me, it's, I'm all, I'm very obsessed with action. You know, if I, if I have a, if I have something that's bothering me, I then go, all right, how do I fix it? And I just go and attack it and attack it and attack it. And, you know, when something's say, for example, causing you pain, in life, I want to go, how can I solve this? So then I'll go try read three books on the topic in a week and and go all out. It's like I, I just want to fix a problem. And so when you've got a few problems at at once, you know, I just can't stop analyzing things. I can't stop thinking, how can I get better? How can I solve this problem? And so in one way you kind of burn out, but another way because you're I'm so obsessed with learning and trying to solve problems I make things worse because I'm so desperate to fix the pain and fix the problem that then I do more and more and more which then is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy that I then make things actually worse because you get so burnt out and that's kind of you know for me it's it's uh it's one of the hard things is that you know dealing with doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, and stuff like that is, you know, a lot of people with kind of like the personality, borderline personality disorder, aren't people who are going to be on social media posting. They're not going to be people running businesses um, like I am, you know. So every time I've kind of gone to a psychiatrist or psychologist, they're always kind of in shock that I tell them what I do and, you know, I guess the somewhat success of the businesses I have because it just doesn't really often fit the criteria. Often someone with more borderline personality disorder is going to be often, I guess, somebody who's working for a company and a business and, you know, a little bit more in the back and, you know, they just do their job and they do a great job, but they often are not necessarily trying to be out in front and be a leader and stuff like that. So that's why it's often quite hard because, as I said, I've got this one thing where it's, personality where it's like hey i kind of want to be invisible from the world i just want to hang out with my animals and my partner but then a whole other part of me it's it's this deep deep passion and desire just to act, absolutely be great and be the best i can be you know if i'm not working on trying to get better i just get i get really anxious and frustrated and i just I'm just always thinking, how can I, you know, improve? So it's this kind of constant trade-off of trying to do more 
and do all these things that are also are quite a, against, you know, parts of me as well, which is obviously, you know, trying to be somewhat invisible whilst also, you know, needing people to see you to obviously get your yourself out there to the world for obviously for a business, you need the more people who know you, the better. And that's why it's quite hard because it's a case of simultaneously wanting to be invisible whilst also wanting everyone in the world to know about me because I want people to know about my methods. I want people to know how much I can help people. And it's hard, you know, and that's why it's, you know, I never intended, I guess, to be known, you know, I, I just want my methods to be out there. I want my methods and my results, you know, that's the thing I'm most passionate about is results. You know, I love, that's why, you know, you see me post transformations and I just love posting transformations because it just makes me so proud seeing people use my methods and invest into my, into my stuff and actually just crush it. It's a super, super cool feeling, especially for someone like me who's struggled with a lot of self-esteem issues and stuff like that. But to actually see people thrive with your methods is honestly the coolest feeling in the world. And so that's why it's, it's quite hard because, you know, I want all of you to be using my methods. I want you to, I want to be changing lives. And that means that I also have to get out there a lot and, you know, you need people to know you and for every person that knows you, you know, one might love you and one might not like you. And when you're also having, you know, borderline personality disorder, you're also, you're also not the best with dealing with negative comments and negative feedback, especially on social media where you feel like people, people are pretty horrible. You know, if you followed me for four years, which I think I've had Coach Mark Carroll for about four years. I've never once said a bad word about anyone on social media. I just could never, you know, I'd never want to make someone feel bad. When you felt bad in your life, like I have for a large majority of it, you never, ever want someone else to feel like you have at times. And so that's why I've never said a bad word about people because I don't want people to feel shit like I often do. But unfortunately, you know, being kind to people is often not returned in the same manner. And I get that from social media all the time. You know, the industries are pretty jealous, narcissistic, toxic place at times. You know, there's a lot of beautiful, nice people, but there's also a lot of pretty damn, damn right evil, nasty people. And just, yeah, especially when, I guess, people see that you're doing well, there's, that brings a lot of jealousy and other people thinking that should be them and stuff like that. And that's why social media is really hard for me. You know, you, you post stuff and you might get a hundred amazing comments and then you get one comment and then that one negative comment can really derail me and make me want to not bother and make me want to quit and stuff like that. Even though you've helped a hundred people, that one person from a private account can really derail you. And I know it shouldn't and it makes no sense, but it's just, again, it's just something for me. It's just something I struggle with. And so if you're constantly feeling like that, you know, just think, you know, if a hundred people like you and, you know, one person is vocal that they don't, 
that sounds fine, you know, but fuck, like when those numbers go up, you know, if, if it's a hundred to one, but then you've got hundreds of thousands of followers, you know, it's, it's those, those negative people increase and increase and increase. And so you might hear, you know, 10 negative comments, but it's human nature to tend to notice, you know, the negatives a bit more than the positives. Um, you know, they say that, let's say you, you won a hundred dollars, the joy of winning a hundred dollars is not that high. Whereas if you lose a hundred dollars, the negative feelings of losing a hundred dollars is much more pronounced. So that's kind of like, you know, if you get a positive comment, it's great. It's awesome. But a negative comment always is a lot more painful and things like that. And it's one of those things for me, it's just always trying to deal with, you know, a lot of different things are going on in my head. I, I once saw a person who specialized in, you know, borderline personality disorder, a psychiatrist, and the best way she kind of said you would describe kind of my brain is chaotic. And, you know, there's a lot of chaos in there. And, you know, it's a lot of hard. Yeah, you feel one way and then you feel another way and you feel another way and another way. And you're often throughout the day and, and still throughout my life, I kind of think, well, who am I? You know, I don't know who I am. And when you don't know really who you are and on a deeper level, it can actually make you feel pretty lonely and not fit in a lot. And I guess that's kind of just been one of the things that have just been a bit harder lately. And something, I guess something I guess I just want to wrap up and finish with is, probably the most insulting kind of thing you get for someone in my situation is that people are like, are you even trying to get better? And it's something that's really offensive to me and my partner and my family, especially because if you saw how hard I worked for years to try and not be in pain, stuff like that, like, like the amount of work I do and time invested into this stuff. And, you know, I see a psychiatrist every single week. I see a psychologist every single week. Like the amount of people who, you know, see someone is normally, you know, they might see someone once a month or once every two months. But, you know, I see someone weekly but I also also see a psychologist weekly. So I literally see both a psychiatrist and a psychologist every single week. So that's like, I guess the level of I'm having to time invested to help me keep going and go forward, you know, and I, you know, I take a antidepressant I take a mood stabilizer. I take stuff for um, ADHD as well. Ritalin to help me focus because um, it's really hard when you've got such a, I guess, chaotic mind and stuff like that. You know, I have stuff for anxiety at times when I need it. You know, I I exercise every day. You know, I walk 14,000 steps a day, you know, so I go to the gym four to five times a week even though I'm injured and it causes a lot of issues. And, you know, I learn every week and, you know, I have a great partner I have an amazing partner, you know, I have fantastic relationship with my family and the people I'm really close to. And 
you know, I work really hard and I have a business that goes okay. So if you looked at all the things on paper that would kind of show is someone trying and you'll not find someone who tries harder than myself to try and improve and has been doing it for years. And that's, I guess, where it gets really insulting where people are like, well, have you tried being positive? Well, yes, I have. And I try every day. And it's like, oh, well, have you tried this? And like, it's not a choice. It's not a choice to feel bad. And people who say that just have no comprehension of what it's like. And, you know, a lot of the comments I see about me online, which are just pretty fucked up, you just, I just wish they had a family member or a loved one who, had the issues that I've kind of had and seen what it's like for not just the person who has the problem, but also the people around them. It's, it's not much fun. So I just really hope people become a bit more understanding and less just awful about people who aren't feeling good. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, you get so many people talk about, you know, mental health and they've been advocates for, you know, mental health and all that stuff. But, then they're the ones who talk shit about me and, you know, I see they're in their bio, they're all about mental health and stuff like that. But then there are people often private DM me shit. And, you know, I've had people tell me I should kill myself all the time, like in my DMs. And, you know, I post something about going to hospital. I have private profiles telling me I should hang myself. I should kill myself and whatnot. And that's kind of the joys of, you know, doing this and you know being public about your struggles and stuff like that but it is what it is you know and hopefully hopefully people can see that you know one day I can you know do something cool in life and have a big win down the road and you know people can look back and be like hey you know I remembered when Mark wasn't doing very well and he pushed through and you know if he can do it and you know Hopefully I can do it and stuff like that. You know, I don't want to be like, you know, try to be too, wow, this is so motivational because I feel anything but that right now. I feel the most opposite to, you know, like a, someone to be looked up to or anything like that. But I know sometimes all you can do is just be yourself and, you know, show the not so perfect and glamorous side in life. And I find sometimes people relate to that, especially if someone's in that, patch in their life you know I often look back and think you know I wish I had have seen someone I really admired in life be a bit more open about them being in a really bad patch in their life it would have made me feel probably a lot less alone you know not as terrible like I do right now because as I said most of the time it's always people talking about their problems from years ago after they've already won so I guess that's about it, guys. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how people respond to it, this and stuff like that. But I just, I just wanted to chat and just kind of say where I'm at. You know, I don't. I'm not looking for people to go. Oh, I feel sorry for them. No, I don't feel sorry for me at all. Like everyone's got their issues. Everyone's got their problems. My life's no worse than anyone else, and stuff like that. You know, I've got some great things in my life. I've got some not so good things, and everyone's got that. You know, so don't listen to this and be like, oh, he's looking for sympathy, and not you know, I'm not a victim at all, and you know, that's why I work so hard because I want to take control of every aspect of my life, and that's why I'm talking about now because you know. 
I'm not going to let something stop me as long as long as I'm still here. I'm going to keep fighting and and try and hit my goals. You know, as as long as I'm here, you know. So that's all I can do. And yes, but I just want to say thanks for all the lovely messages. You know, I try to I try to get back to people. Yesterday, when I posted, I was in hospital. I think I had like a hundred and forty five thousand story views. So when you get one hundred and forty five thousand story views, you're getting a lot of messages, and so it's not the easiest thing to get back to everyone right now. But I do appreciate and I do see them. So I just want to say thanks for the support and thanks for people who are always nice and yeah. So with that, like often it's not you don't need to. You don't need to necessarily be, you know, super, super nice to someone who's not feeling great. Like you don't need to, you know, try and solve their problems. But some of the, sometimes the the best thing you can ever do is just when you know someone is not feeling good, is just not be awful to them. You know, don't make it about yourself and don't try and make guilt them for feeling bad and just be normal and just treat them like a human and that's something often that's lost these days, I find, especially on social media. So sometimes just being a normal, genuine, kind person can can go a long way when someone's not feeling very good. But yeah, guys, I just, I guess that's it. I hope, you know, I don't really know, to be honest, what what the whole point of any of this is and stuff, but sometimes it's good just to share a bit of where you're at in life and for anyone who does listen, I appreciate taking the time to listen and, and yeah, and hopefully that you'll learn a little bit more about me. And if you know someone who isn't feeling so good or has similar problems to, you know, mental health problems, maybe this can help you know how to talk to them a bit more and, you know, help them maybe not feel so bad at certain points in their life. But as always guys, I appreciate all the nice messages and, I appreciate anyone who invests into listening to my, myself on the podcast and invests into my programs, following me and allowing me to help you guys. It will hopefully achieve amazing goals with your training nutrition. So as always guys, thank you. And let's hope things, um, you know, keep improving, which I sure they will after being here for 34 years, something I always know is that, you know, the sun will always come up. Tomorrow, no matter what, as cliche as it sounds, you know, tomorrow's a new day and sometimes you just got to fight through shit periods and and allow, allow for the good times to come again. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it.